the martini wow entertaining irreverent and hysterical hard to hit it is it mostly <laughs> what about you guys <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't put our address on a profile. Bitch. What the fuck? Okay. What? Oh, what are we saying? <laughs> welcome in. Welcome in. That's that German. Word? It's German for welcome. Right, isn't it supposed welcome to be like Vilkomen? Well, I, okay. Listen, if my you're going to do it, do it right. You're honey, the Russian one. My, uh, Russian's not know German. No, but you know more languages than I, I do. I do. I know two. I know. So now we're double, double yours. nice try to change your intro. <laughs> you, I appreciate I, that. I always try a little bit, you know. And we did decide we were going multinational. We are. We're going to teach you a little bit of a language every time. And all it is is how to say hello or welcome. And even if it's wrong. Even if it's a little bit you wrong. Know? The, <laughs> the general idea was right. I just didn't have the yes. correct pronunciation yes. is all true. Yeah. I couldn't tell you hello in Russian, so we're good. That's true. Exactly. Which is what? Well, there's two ways, which is privyat or zdrastvuyte. Oh, I know privyat. You know privyat. Yeah. What's the what? what? Zdrastvuyte. That's like the formal. It's like good evening, good day. I Whereas don't even know. Whereas privyat is like hi, hello, hey. It's very casual. Oh, I like the privyat because I can't Cause say it's the casual. Other yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's way. It's way harder. I don't know it's why Russian oh my God. people, Ru- so Russians tough. made it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, we are back mm-hmm. in case, y- in f- if you're listening, you know, but this is the Martini Lounge with Jonathan and Sergey, And we're back in one of our pla- favorite places to do the show. Yeah, we're back in Studio City at the Sportsman's Lounge. Um, How about the Sportsman's Lodge? Sportsman's Lodge. I always say that. I say lounge because I mix and with And every time you say it, we get a call from our producer and he's <laughs> like, so, you lost it's super dollars on that. Yeah. that you say Sportsman's <laughs> Sportsman's Lodge. Lodge. Yes, a yes. little bit of a little bit of Palm Springs in the middle of LA. Exactly. You're it's welcome. very Palm Springs in LA, close to yeah. Universal City. Done. Go. Got them all. Got them all. So now he can at least know that we, we got it clip. all in. There's Listen, we clip. love you, Sportsman's Lodge. We do. We actually very much love it. We're out here in the patio by the fireplace, which is um debatably not needed on a day like De- night today. It is, but at you least know. listen. Compared to the last time we were yes. out here, it is a little better because it was like eight thousand degrees. That exactly. That was the week when it was just coming down from the hundreds. Yes. Here in the like valley coming in down, LA. We mean like ninety-seven. Exactly. So it was like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. You were yeah. sweating just sitting here, and then yeah. they turned the fire pit on, yeah. which is a great ambiance. But oh, <laughs> a great <little> ambiance. <laughs> yeah. But so maybe I need to sweat a little. Get get the yeah sauna sauna the weight off. There you go. It's a it's a workout without having to do too much work, right? Yeah. Is that it? Does it that that work never that way? works that I way. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a great, it's a good marketing scheme. There you go. Yeah. I, yeah. I never know if that's the <laughs> truth or not. There's a, there's all those things out there. What do people wait for every week? They want to know what the hell did you do with your week? Oh my gosh. Well, let's start with this. Uh, last week um, was the last Wednesday of. The of month. the month, which means for us, we have our monthly Engage Now. Yeah, which is our mixer. Which is our mixer. So we have a bunch of um, people come and just meet new people, really. That's yeah. The goal is come, meet new people. It's not your bar scene. It's not your hookup scene. It's not a business scene. It's literally you come it's just It's a human connection It's a human connection. Scene. And there's no pressure and there's no yeah. anything. And, there's and no what judgment. is our rule every single time? If you show up, which you yeah. should. Which you should. Just so you know. Uh, if you show up, our rule that we'll tell you every time is uh, if I catch you talking to someone you came with, I'm going to come over and introduce you to someone that you don't know. Exactly. Because that's Meet the whole point. someone new. Yeah. Meet someone yeah. new. So, so anyways, yeah, that. so we did it and it was so much fun. It was a blast. But it's always in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. I always have to get up at five the next morning. <laughs> and so, and we're yes, always we super polite. And at the end, we're yeah. invited to go, you know, to go have 
breakfast, or I don't know what we thought we were doing, but to go out with some friends who were there yeah. uh, for food. But we keep trying to make nice, polite Basically, excuses what we're trying to say is if it's quick, we'll 20 go. 20 anymore, and that's a lot. Sure, sure. It's a lot for me to, but yeah. we did it anyways. We did it. Because you only <laughs> live once. <laughs> we braved it. And if you do it too many times, it's once it. is very short. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we did it, and we went to, we can't, we can't agree. Dupar, 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 Dupar. Listen, we have guests Dupar. with us, okay. and we're just gonna play Dupar. <laughs> um, and it is Dupar. by the Grove. See, mm-hmm. and is what? It's by the Grove. Dupar. It is by, by the, the Grove. By yes, the Grove. Yes. By the farmers market. Yes, and yeah. we were waited on a very, very sweet woman who, <laughs> who actually got the job because they built it around her. Oh my god! Because <laughs> she was hilarious. She was very hilarious, sweet, yeah. but also wow. Yeah, 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 very much. Um, it was an experience. <laughs> I would have to say, um, it was an experience, experience and a half. We were there with our friends who have been on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Augustine, of course, Glass Battles. Yeah, and Bronco. And, um, and Bronco. Yeah, Bronco And uh, we had too much fun. Mm-hmm. I've never laughed so much. It was a Im- And we laugh a lot. Yes. Never yes, laughed so much yes. in our lives. So Even though it was pushing midnight on a work day where you had to get up no, at No, the five. next day was painful. Right. It was painful. <laughs> exactly. But it was worth it. Yeah, it was. In the end, it was, end, it was worth it. Yeah, so we did that. We, we had, that. so that was the whole Engage evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you are in the LA area, we do highly uh, encourage you to come out to that. It's not even about us. Talk. We never talk about our show there. Exactly. It's not a business function. And that's no. the thing is like, you, we don't, you can talk about what you do, but do that's not the want, pressure. That's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. like we said, it's the last Wednesday of every month. So August 29th is our next one. Mm-hmm. Um, Engage Now LA. Go find us on Facebook. That's where you'll find all there the information. There we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Engage Now Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, we also, I need to say this because we all yeah. know that I am a super fan of coffee shops. You are. I am, yes, you are very much so. And uh-huh. we so whenever we, we have our business meetings on Saturday. Yeah. And so we always try to find a new coffee shop mm-hmm. to somewhere in the area. Right. And we discovered, um, so shout out to Muddy Paws and Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Our yeah. guests know what we're talking about. Um, it's yeah. so much fun. It's it a great is. atmosphere and there's dogs. It's it's First of all, the atmosphere, let's start there. The atmosphere is amazing because yeah. you sit outside and it's like this patio, but it's covered. And it has all these plants because there's a little plant store back mm-hmm. there. Yes, there's a yeah. plant store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had you actually had a uh, what did you ha- what did you eat there? Oh, empanada. Um, empanada. empanada. Yeah, so they First make these empanadas. First of all, delicious. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they made good coffee, which, they made listen, Angelinos, I need to tell you something. <laughs> I come from the Northwest, <laughs> and it's a hard bill to fill, and very rarely do you do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to find good, good coffee. And this is good coffee. Yeah, yeah, And good people, and it's fun. They have everything's themed. Like, all their teas are cat-themed. Yes. All their coffees are dog-themed. Right. You know, they're very passionate about what they do. And I... And I was looking at them online. So there's more. So this is what I'll say to you. This is so you can go out and check out mm-hmm. Muddy Paws in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Because I know they have, like, this big connection to helping animals. Adopting but I didn't have enough somehow. time right. to look into it. All I know is right. I've been there a few times now. Mm-hmm. We just went there Saturday, and yeah. I just like to go back. Right. Over well, and, and what's their motto? It's buy a cup, save a pup, right? Is that it? Right. That's it. And yes. it's dog-friendly. Like and that. somehow we know they help animals we don't know by which avenue or method they do that right, listen, we just know we're helping animals we are not known coffee. for details people okay <laughs> we because we want to encourage you to do your homework <laughs> we were busy at that moment yeah. To, yeah but yeah do your homework look them up they're perfect yeah exactly mm-hmm. so that's all i have to say about but yeah. i have to encourage that because i very rarely find good coffee shops and right. when we do i try to mention them because mm-hmm. uh, i would li- i would like Shout to reward out. good 
good behavior. <laughs> and that's I'm yeah. a, s- a coffee snob. I th- it's yeah. just it's my thing. That is your thing. So. However, um, it's 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 it has a John Jonathan stamp of approval. It's now. Uh, oh, this does. Yeah. There you oh, go. This does. There you go. Listen, you should start a blog, a coffee blog. That's what you uh, need to honestly, do. Honestly, yeah, my like mother has blog. been saying that for years. Right. Just to get me out of the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Could you stop being gay so yeah. loud? Yeah. That's basically do something mom's. Else. That's do mom's thing. Yeah. <laughs> can we just keep it on the DL? Just right. Like, right. Sorry, mom. No. No mm. can do. Um. But that brought up a thing, yeah. which is my little baby, my Roscoe. Your little I have doctor. I have socks. This is him. Yeah, you're so, no I one forgot can see I was them, wearing my Roscoe. Well, our guest post can. Them, That's my post, dog. A, post those on Instagram later. I am going to post these later on Instagram. So is he's my little Dotson, he and he's is. adorable. Yeah. But he, I rescued him. You were just reminding me. Yeah. Was it? S- I think it was either four or five, maybe six years ago. I think actually. it's five or six years five ago because yeah. you were with me when we did. I was. I rescued mm-hmm. an older dog because I didn't want. They never get. They yeah. never get to go home. Yeah. And he it's was it's grumpy, likely, so I related yeah. to him. <laughs> I, we were kindred spirits. But what's you so are. funny is people love him because yes. he's absolutely yes. adorable. Yes. And. Um, he so I took him out for a walk the other day, and for the first time, I yeah. put him up on Instagram, and everybody went crazy, crazy. for they him love because Roscoe. he's so cute, and he he's loves adorable. people, mm-hmm. but not dogs. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he will, uh, he is a snob like I am apparently, because he will put <laughs> up with them. But listen, yeah. he's got rules, and you just need to know to keep your distance, and he's <sighs> fine. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, and yeah. that's that's the funny thing about him is that you take him on a walk, and I can hear when another dog approaches from yes. my apartment because he's yes. he will it's not true. let them pass. But he's adorable. He he's, is. Yeah. Also, walk is use that term loosely because if you walk mm-hmm. too far down the block, he'll just sit down because he's done. Yeah. Because exactly. his feet are like an inch long. Yeah. It's it's See, not even down the block. Yet again, something him and I have in common. He <laughs> is my son. Yeah. He's my child. Yeah. I noticed yeah. this about Ross because I'm home a lot during your work hours. Yeah. He loves to sleep on that couch. That oh. is his favorite activity. He loves activity. to sleep. He loves to sleep, sleep on period. that couch. And he'll find right. the sunspot like all dogs do. He, yes. When the, when the sun Whenever I go the out window. to the back patio, he likes to mm-hmm. find that. Even though he's like panting like he's going to die, yeah. but he doesn't want to move yeah. from there. And this brings up a good point too. So yeah. my, poor, my poor boy, he is older. He's turning 10 um, this he in is. August. Aww. And... Um, but he's still doing good. He doesn't see as great anymore. He's right. got some, you know, the cloudy vision, the cataract. He did mm-hmm. walk into a wall <laughs> the other day, <laughs> which was super, it's like, sweet. I felt bad, but it was yeah. it was funny. Um, fun. And he can't jump as high, so he'll bounce off the couch. Not that he, he ever tries could. To get no, his, his legs, legs are, are an short. inch long. So, yeah. but, so I found out in California, there mm. is something called, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically you get little treats and they have marijuana in them yeah, for the, the glaucoma. Right. And yeah, yeah. For your dog and for the joints and stuff. And he's getting old. And I thought, okay, I yeah. want to, I want to make sure, I just want to try it, but I worry about him. So, you know, I'm just going to give you yeah. half of the recommendation. Yeah. It's like he's he's a right. whole new puppy. Right. And there's certain ones that are developed for joint pains and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. I'm in shock. Which is interesting yeah. to me. That well, th- what's that's funny is I think yeah. about I look at that yeah. and I think about my dad who who had cancer and everything right. and I'm like, right. Well, I, we couldn't get him on it, but you know, at least I can get my dog on right. it. Right. So <laughs> there you go. You know. Yeah. Priorities. Priorities. So Get your dog you. on that. Yes. I, I want to ask you a question, though. Oh, so I there's love this. Um, you and I watched a little, uh, a, a short film about a rescue dog. And the quote that the guy used there is that he rescued the dog, but the dog rescued him. I because yes, and they that motivated each made other. And exactly. Yeah, it's yes. very tear jerky. Do you yeah. think Roscoe rescued you as well? I think we rescued each other. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's made me a lot. Uh, 
less grumpy because mm-hmm. I had to take care of him, make sure, sure he's okay. Um, yeah, and I think he was a street dog, which is so funny. Yeah. Because he was abandoned. We don't know what happened. But he was street. Like, he, you couldn't get near him mm-hmm. when the food was out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took us a year to get the trust going. So, and now, of course, he'll he's follow me around. Now he's a princess. Now he's a princess. Which is proper for my child. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, I, I think, I know it's a cheesy statement, but yeah. I actually think there's a lot of, a lot of truth. I like in that. that. I believe in that. I believe yeah. if you rescue a dog in some way, they're also rescuing right? you in a exactly. part of your life. Yeah, yeah. I know. And when I, during my, I ca- call it my morning zen. But yeah. actually, this morning when I was journaling, he was one of my things to be thankful for. Was my little baby. I know it's so Cute. sad. Everybody, take a moment. <laughs> we'll I wait. Know. Everyone, take out your tissues. Yes, that's all right. And then go look at the video <laughs> of him walking. It's adorable. It's like five it's seconds, very adorable. but you know, yeah. He's find super the socks. Cute. Find the socks that Jonathan uh, yeah, has. Yeah, and I'll put them up later yeah. so you can see my socks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're super cool. I love that. Okay, I love it. What else did we do? Anything else? Um, one. Well, we did. You and I went out for a little hike, an, a sunset hike. We to did. The Griffith, oh, to it was beautiful. The Observatory because yeah, I hadn't been there. You yet. hadn't been there, mm-hmm. and that is an awesome, awesome hike to do yes. because you know Griffith Park you is s- great. I've exactly. done a few others there, exactly. but never this specific one. Right, right. Griffith Park is awesome on its own. The Observatory is great, and you yeah. hike up, you see the sunset, you oh go inside, do your gosh. thing, come out, hear city lights. Yeah, and it's so it's great, perfect. and there, it's beautiful. I I'm always fascinated by the, it's the architecture is just absolutely it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. There. Um, yeah. and all of the yeah. is it what's it called iconography. Okay. Iconic things that they put up. I don't know. Like the paintings and yes, the murals. Yes, and the and yeah, statues yeah, yeah, yeah. and the... Yeah. Oh, absolutely beautiful. It's very cool. It's yeah. very, like, it's that quintessential, like, Art Deco 20s, you know, yeah. architecture. And they bring all of those elements and preserve yeah. them so well. Except we were going down. So yeah. then you have to go back down. <laughs> and there was somebody <laughs> in front of us. Yeah. And we can't figure out if he had a taser yeah. or if it was, but like he kept putting, he kept setting it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, th- uh, back up. Let's just, we're going to be back here. If you have a you taser, it's it. not a toy. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, like no. have that, but it's not a toy. And I'm like, maybe he's <laughs> like, cause it was dark by yeah. that time. So maybe he thinks he's going to tase a bobcat. I don't know. Maybe it's just super protective. They do have them. Uh, yeah, and they do. And Griffith Park. I mean, you mm-hmm. never know. You never know. Saying. So, but apparently tasers, that's yeah, your thing. I don't know. That's your thing. Bring it out in public. Yeah, know. don't give someone don't a sh- give someone a scare. <laughs> no, that was we idea. have tased you before. Don't it is not fun. me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! The video is online. It, <laughs> it is, is terrifying. I, you know what? Every new friend I meet at some point has in, to see this. At some point, yeah, they the conversation comes up, and then they have to find it, and they do. Well, this is my favorite yeah. part. So we worked yeah. with the police department in yeah. Spokane, of course, right, uh, for Way years and years, when. working mm-hmm. with the youth and the police. And so they put us through training, yes. uh, not as much as they really do, but we had to pick one of us to be tased. Okay. And I was like, but I'm we out. had to pick. We chose you. I was forced <laughs> into it. Yes. Okay, got and it. And then one of our friends, the cop, comes over to me and whispers in my ear, you need to film this when it happens. Yeah. But it made me want to cry because <laughs> just to painful. see what you go through, mm-hmm. you took the five second ride. I, was that I it? did the full thing. I did yeah, the full. Yeah, because they also five convinced seconds. you to take the. Yeah. Well, oh and the cops, when they get trained, they only take the one second. Yes. Because you have so the option. You one are second five, or five cops. Seconds. I am. F- I'm as strong as five cops. You are five cop power right oh. here. Oh. Yeah. It was intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You cuss a lot in that video. I. I know. Well, I tried to during the tasing part, but all that came out was screams. And then as soon as right, it's yeah. done, yeah, yeah, then it's like, 
like beep the whole thing. Beep yeah, the whole yeah. fucking thing. Listen, there's whole stories to go with our training that mm-hmm. are absolutely like Jonathan intense. should never be no <laughs> given a fake no. gun and a screen and told to gun. only like shoot the right people because I just freak out. And well, shoot and everybody. the training there, yeah, it's a it's like a virtual simulator and you yes. have to go out on this and call. they stress you out on purpose and exactly and they give you a, a taser and a gun so and you have to decide which one you need and you uh, if it you need much. it and you respond yeah. and this is Jonathan he just bang 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 and you're like so that's his wife as I'm and he's running away yeah the whole time I'm yelling listen it you was a lot it yeah. was I can never be a cop and I have a whole lot of respect I four I think police you officers. shot a baby. <gasps> I'm pretty sure you shot a don't, baby Don't! I did not! <laughs> it could have happened, but I'm I don't think so. You guys don't yeah, trust those Jonathan. Those videos are intense. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. They yeah, are. They are so intense. They stress you out. And we got the light version because the real version, they also... Uh, put like an E tens unit on your back so they can shock you to up your up stress your level during it. And if they would have done that to me, it would have yeah. been all over. I just have to say, um, cops go through a lot, and I know there's a big conversation nationally going around. And there should be. And there should be absolutely. I'm just saying that definitely opened our eyes to okay. You know what? Maybe it's not as easy to make conclusions now. Right. So maybe the conversation absolutely. needs to be. Yeah, a little more two-way. I want. I wish more people would go through that training, and I honestly wish that there was the other training as well. Well, not training simulator, maybe simulating how it is to be, you know, a person of color or you know, a minority on the streets in terms of when a policeman approaches you. Yes. Well, and I have to say something to give props out there. There are certain. Uh, We have a friend who's a psychologist, and they just started this program back in Spokane, where now psychologists are being placed in cruisers to help with the, the, uh, you know, because so many of the issues they deal with have a mental health aspect to it. And with our... Our cops aren't trained to do that. They can't possibly be. Which is fine, yes. but I like that now we're finally going, okay, well, let's then add a layer let's where we can... Sure we and it's going to mm-hmm. take a while to put it to iron out the wrinkles, but we have to start. And so I was super excited, and especially, let's be honest, for Spokane. Oh, yeah. To yeah. do that, that's yeah. big. And so I'm hoping that's going to be a... Their their a police department has nationwide not had a good rap. Yeah. because you know it's my same listen listen we're getting into the serious stuff mm-hmm. it's my same issue with when we talk about uh, the homeless population mm-hmm. listen if we do not deal with how we handle mental health in this country that's never going to stop sure yeah. like we need to yeah. just be honest about what's going on and try to address this situation instead of just thinking that moving things around and Mm -hmm. encouraging Mm -hmm. people to go to a different location like that solves anything Mm -hmm. because it doesn't we Mm -hmm. need to start dealing with With uh, mental health and the yeah exactly the big the big problem yes which we we don't talk about which we're yes which we don't which we actually every once in a while you and i do a serious show we do. Shocking. We actually do a few of them, and we yeah. have you know a therapist that comes on, and yeah, you know, Damon is yeah. our favorite. Yeah, Damon you know. L. Jacobs comes yeah. on Damon every quarter, I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Counselor, um, he'll come yeah. on. Yeah. So I love talking yeah. about those things. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing to start a conversation and to have those around when you're at coffee in the Absolutely. good coffee. Absolutely. Um, when you're doing that, these are important conversations that we need to have, as well as the what's your favorite TV show? Right. And, oh. Oh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. all yeah. the artists we enjoy interviewing. These are. Mm-hmm. Things. So we are actually we are going, going to, to do that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. We've all heard the terms in the LGBTQ community, PNP, party and play, and chemsex. The fact is, addiction is 30% more likely to affect the LGBTQ population than the rest of the general public. Traditional treatment is 60% less likely to be successful for those in this community than our heterosexual counterparts. This is where Pride Recovery LA plants its foundation 
And here to talk about why LGBTQ-specific rehab is important is Admissions and Outreach Coordinator Matthew Bianchi and Program Director, Marriage and Family Therapist Donna Trujillo. Well, I, I want to say uh, first, you're on the Martini Lounge. We are um, we are a show that has the name Martini in the, in the name. So this episode, we kind of wanted to address that in a way of this is our, you know, uh, our awareness episode. This is our detox, if you will. And kind of starting that way, um, we're going to go ahead and ask you right about what is this rehab center? What is what's what's the purpose and the goal for you guys? Well, I mean, I think you said a lot in, in your introduction. We just, there's a real recognition that for LGBTQ people to go to traditional rehab is to basically re-enter the population where they've been keeping secrets anyway. And if we're as sick as our secrets, um, I mean, that's the underpinning of so much addiction. We need to sort of get to a level where we're starting to have a conversation in the beginning. So that's the first step, I think. Right. And just to echo what you mentioned in the intro was it's 30 to 34 percent of the LGBTQ community struggles with substance abuse as opposed to, I think it's nine or 10 percent in the general population. So in this uh, martini lounge, three out of 10 people need help. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and huge. and that's that's what we're aiming to to do is to help those people um, get better. And you know, one of the things I want I want to address before we get into, we actually want to understand how it works and how people can access the help that the center provides. I want to talk about why do you think it is that uh, it needs to be LGBT specific because we have very unique circumstances that that we deal with but why is it that you feel that it is more successful if we can be specific in our treatment plan it's a great uh question because one of the things that comes up for a lot of people is they say well why should you isolate lgbtq people because they have to interact with the rest of the world so this doesn't seem this seems counterintuitive to what we really need but the truth is that is where, sort of where the wound starts. Um, think about it. How often do you really sit around and talk with the community at large? And I'm sure. talking about the world at large, about things that are specific to who you are as an, uh, who we are as LGBTQ people. We don't. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fear around depending on, we don't know where we are. Am I somewhere where it's safe? Am I somewhere where I'm going to be hurt? Am I somewhere where I'm going to be judged? I can't even begin a conversation about what's going on inside me because I'm so worried about whether or not I'm going to be hurt and harmed. So that secrecy that Mm -hmm. is so much a part of addiction is reinforced when you're LGBTQ and in a traditional treatment setting. Totally. Right. For example, somebody that's struggling with PNP, Mm -hmm. typically... It's <clears throat> excuse me. Typically, it's methamphetamine. So, uh, which usually includes uh, at some point in their using careers bathhouses. Mm-hmm. So, somebody uh, struggling with PNP isn't going to talk about how they can't stay sober because they don't know how to have intimacy, a healthy intimacy, um, right. unless it's in a bathhouse. Right, and right. them being tweaked out of their minds. Well. And and that's kind of uh, people who might be listening and not know what PMP is. It's party and play. It means you know having sex under the, under the influences of predominantly you know meth or other drugs, as well. Talk to us a little bit about you know 
what chemsex means psychologically? Like, what does that mean in terms of why people do it and why people can't get out of that cycle? It's really interesting. Well, I don't know. Interesting is the right word. But I talk a lot about how meth and sex together is one thing. It's not two addictions. It's 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 one thing. And what happens when you take a, a, a drug as powerful as methamphetamine and you take sexual activity and you put them together, the wiring in the brain, it's, it's so fused that to get off the methamphetamine, okay, it's not going to really make a difference if you have sex and the minute you have sex, the wiring in the brain hooks right back up into the addiction. It's like both of those things have to be addressed at the same time. And there's so much shame that we feel as LGBTQ people. There's so much shame that we feel as addicts. There's so much shame in our culture around sex. And like, this is a perfect storm of, of an addiction that is really killing mostly our men in our community. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember the statistic, but it's either at or higher than uh, rates that we were losing people with the AIDS epidemic. Oh, my God. And you see people looking. I mean, you see them walking down the street. They're the walking wounded. They're just walking wounded from a different disease. And it's this co-occurring addiction. Um, it is It is painful to watch because it is so powerful the yeah. combination of these two this this process addiction the sexual behavior and the methamphetamine it, it's it, it takes a lot to yeah, work through it talk about entanglement i mean it is like the ultimate entanglement which means it's very difficult you'll see a lot of men will talk about how because of the shame or whatever they have they use the drugs so that they they can enjoy the pleasure of what sex is without that overthinking without that shame that goes with it but then of course it becomes entangled and it's one like you said one without the other it's the same thing so i'm curious about so there's this conversation out there that some are, are say total abstinence like just for the rest some it's a year of abstinence um you know of this of both things so that you can how do you as a therapist yourself how do you address something as it's so hard to address something where you want the intimacy but it's such a trigger how do you approach it or what is your thoughts on that i always will tell people best pat practices are get off everything for a year and and that's Including like sex in, yeah sex but not just sure. sex anything that's sort of hooked up in the wiring that goes with the meth so mm -hmm. use of the apps however you use the apps mm -hmm. porn masturbation and it's different for different people but the truth is the people who have the best success are the people who get off those things for a year and and many many people will tell you this it's not about shaming the sexual behavior at all mm -hmm. it's about saying your wiring needs to change so we have to sure. take out the old wiring sure. before we can put in new wiring because once that wiring is activated it, it hooks up with this powerful drug and that's the thing that's killing people right, right. and 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 people say oh i want to have a sex life i want to we i want you to have a sex life too mm -hmm. i want you to have a sex life but it's like if you're dead <laughs> you're not you can't have, have sex. Right, right. right. And, there and, you go. And if you, what you really are craving is intimacy, you're sure. also not going to have it if you're sort of tangled up in sexual behavior mm -hmm. with this drug. Mm -hmm. Well, so my question about, you know, that specifically is already you're cutting out 
wh- like what is the process you're already cutting out drug abuse which is a, a one addiction you're cutting out sex which is not necessarily an addiction but a very natural human response uh in many levels what is the process that you help people to not do that i mean i personally don't know if i could uh, avoid anything that is you know sexually related for a whole year and luckily i don't have to because i'm not you know participating in chem sex and so it's not a life or death for me but how do you motivate or how do you keep people accountable to do that you know that seems very very difficult for me yep <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> and there you are yeah okay uh yeah i i've I found that i mean i'll always present this is this is yeah. this is best practices if you really want to beat this this is what you're going to commit to sure but um one of the things i found that's useful is to say can we try this for 30 days Right. Can you try it for 30 days and can we have a candid conversation about what your experiences is in that 30 days? And I found that that the experiences that people have suddenly um, the automatic validation that comes from cruising or, you know, whatever it is, is gone and people are available suddenly to really feeling their feelings and also maybe having intimate friendships with other men because I like mm-hmm. to... We have a group where we, the, the goal is really for men, gay men, to have intimate friendships with other gay men. That's, that's new territory. Oh, yeah. Well, you said feel your feelings. I'm like, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> 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 I'm just yeah, saying. <laughs> I, I actually want to ask you a question, Matthew. I want to ask, so there was an article you wrote, and I hope you don't mind if uh, I'm going to pull from your article. It's personal to you, but uh, you had a quote in there that I find very fascinating that is what we've been talking about, which is why is it so, it is different for, for people in the LGBTQ community. And you said, uh, in the article you wrote, you said, the world wasn't designed for LGBTQ people, and that constant experience of being the other comes at a cost. A cost that contributes the huge, to the huge statistics of substance abuse in our community. Would you mind speaking to that? Huh. What are some other words I can use to describe that? So I think it has to do with the inability of being your authentic self, right, from mm-hmm. from a very young age or even right out of the gate and having to control and manipulate that and constantly being on high alert um, and fear of being abused or rejected or shamed or ostracized or um, things like that. I think that that... that that inadequate feeling um, has or had a huge role in me needing to to self-medicate or to to kind of try to like, you know, thinking I was centering myself, Mm -hmm. but just numbing, numbing myself to no end or almost to death, right? Because it created these negative core beliefs in me that I had to self-medicate. Does that make sense? It makes actually perfect sense. I think what's fascinating, recently someone asked me, I think I talked to this about this on the last show, someone asked, um, why do you need gay pride? Why can't it be everybody's pride? And I'm like, because there are specific things we have fought our asses off for mm-hmm. that we have a right to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking anything away from whatever you have to celebrate, but the fact is there are specific things each of us as individuals and as communities mm-hmm have to deal with that maybe other people don't have to deal with. And what I loved about your quote is using uh, the word in quotes, other, feeling like you're other. Does it ever still shock you, and maybe not in you guys as a business, but in 2018, there is still a strong sense of other. Uh, Go ahead, Donna. Go ahead. 
I mean, I see it all the time. I actually see it in in ways where it's yeah. frustrating almost to say when people say, "Oh, things are getting better," and I'll be like, "Well, okay, that's great," and I'll be working with somebody and they'll say, "Well, you know, I'm 35 years old or I'm 40 years old and I don't have the white picket fence and I don't have the thing mm-hmm. and the stuff," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Okay, well, when did you come out? 18? Okay, so you know, when when 11 year olds and 12 year olds were having their adolescence, you weren't. So um, at 18, you came out. Okay, so you're six, seven, eight years behind everybody else. So you got to add eight years onto whatever your trajectory is. And that's before you even totally. start dealing with the fallout that you're, you're dealing with on an ongoing basis. So I don't know if you've even answered that question, but what was, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what's good to eat here? Do so you know what's good to eat? Is there the, a restaurant? This concept of others still being an issue, like, Wanting to be shocked about it, but those of us who who work in our community, of course, aren't. But so many people on the outside, because it's not 1950s and we're hiding in, you know, railway cars or whatever, to uh, meet other people, it's still there. And because of that other experience, it means things like hiding and addiction are still a thing that happen. It means that there's still shame that we're trying to cocoon ourselves from. You know, the LGBTQ population, it's let's say since the 90s it really started to become normalized and more accepted right. and thank god i live in los angeles and not in arkansas somewhere yeah, right because right? we have clients that come in from arkansas donna and the, it's just it's a whole other world yeah, it's, sure. it really is a whole other world and you know what it, it's like we say can you be shocked but there are things in the news. Turn on the news any day. Mm-hmm. There's still mm-hmm. things we're we're fighting again. Mm-hmm. We're fighting again for a lot of of our basic rights, and it's like that. That even though things are better, man, the the, the otherness and um, the the prejudice is bubbling just under the surface. It is not far away. Right. Right. And, it, you know, it's funny, a, a lot of, um, especially the LGBT community, a lot of people see marriage equality as that capstone to equality is here. Um, but, you know, Mark, Michelangelo Signorelli, as, as harsh as his opinions can be sometimes, he wrote a book, It's Not Over, and it talked specifically about that of, listen, great, we have this, and sure, that was a big fight, and it's important that we have it. But it is hella not over. There is so much to do, you know, in terms of our equal rights and the health community and mental health and chemsex. And even the fact that, you know, you are not a protected citizen in terms of your job in so many states still. So it's like we can't, like you said, we can't be shocked that these things are happening. But it's like we are, we're not there. We're not there completely. Well, and it's interesting to me because we're not even like lesbians aren't even coming into this conversation right, right now. It's like, you know, just economically yes. beca- because we're women, all of these things, we're we're not even in this conversation. And I will say that the, the, this conversation came up recently with like, why can't the lesbians keep the bars open? Well, because we don't have the expendable income. That isn't really how we spend our time as much. And, um, and, and it translates into treatment. I, we're not as represented in treatment either. I, you know, within the different identifications within our, our community, there are unique challenges. Um, yes, and you were correct in that we don't talk about it. I used to think back in the day it was just because I felt like lesbians were so much better at having their community. You know, I, I know a lot. I have a lot of friends. But, th- but we don't. They don't come into the conversation. They should be part of the conversation. But it's like... 
maybe just the way our country even treats women. It's just kept right under the surface where, you know, where they should be in their place. Do you find that, that that's probably something to do with it? Yes, next question. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a good answer. So you're welcome. I do want to say for those people who are listening right now, and maybe they tune into the Martini Lounge all the time, they didn't expect a conversation like this, and it's it's triggered some things in them that they're like, it's something they deal with. Um, What, tell me the success story. Is there success stories? Is there the hope that you can offer someone saying, there is hope if you get help? Are there many of those? Is Where are we with that? Every person that walks through the door into the facility is a success story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you went know. and got help. That's yeah. a success. And sure. that, I think that right there takes the most courage. Yeah. And that is, that's where, you know, that's initiating the change and, and where the change mm-hmm. begins, not just on the outside, but also on the inside. And, you know, it says... I'm I'm ready for something. I'm ready for change. I need help. Yeah. I am desperate. Help me. Right. And everything else hinges on that. Sure. You know. And especially for people who have to come to treatment multiple times. I mean, to watch someone pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and keep going, and 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 like try over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. eventually get it. There are those mm-hmm. stories. There are also people who will come in and they'll just say, "I'm ready." I am willing to do anything. I heard recently somebody saying that like the big changes in life come when you make a big decision and then you just do everything you can to follow the trajectory of that decision. And so I have a a great deal of respect and admiration for those people. But the other people who, who slip a lot are still following the same decision. It's just a rockier road for them. Right. And they are all success stories. I agree with you, Matthew. Yeah. And, it's some people do go from jump from point a to point b right 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 uh but anybody uh that's the ideal thing some people do it in piecemeal Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's that's their process and they they need extra support and, and encouragement and and uh resources and um yeah, not yeah. everybody jumps from point A to, sure. to point well, B. And and the thing is, you know, when you go into something like this, you are not only changing your life, you're in a way saving your own life. And mm-hmm. that is going to take work. That's going to take, you know, whatever level of, you know, um, perseverance and strength that you need at your point. Um, how, how, does f- how do friends and family play a role in that? You know, how is that support um, instrumental in them creating you know that change and 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 really changing their lives around donna i'll let you answer okay (laughs) um so i i mean it's it seems counterintuitive but you think okay if if i'm being supportive i'm going to help you do everything you can and that's actually not true if i'm going to be really supportive i'm going to do whatever i can to be as um whole myself for my loved one and sometimes that means doing something like going to a recovery program for family members of of addicts that there are amazing programs for that um and and what's funny about those programs is they actually teach you to become self-sufficient and whole and to be able to hold good boundaries and to be able to say this is what i need and this is what i expect and then to follow through on it um, it doesn't really help 
someone who's struggling to jump down the rabbit hole with them. At the same time, they can provide resources and um, just just keep hope keep hope alive. And sometimes we become their family or the community at the center becomes their family. And that's something mm-hmm. really fantastic to, to witness. We see that happen often, right? Because they don't have the support of their family or, you know, they were rejected at a young age or they're lost and they've gone so far and they're using mm-hmm. that uh, they, they lose their family. But they a lot of times they find that when they come in to Pride Recovery LA. The great thing about the resilience of our community is that concept we learned from the very beginning, which is the chosen family, how you can have that support of solid, genuine people. And that's a wonderful uh, coping mechanism that obviously works on so many levels, including if you're dealing uh, with substance abuse and addiction like this. One of the things I wanna make sure we get out to people if you're listening and this is something you're intrigued with and maybe you do need help, how can they go about uh, accessing the services that you all provide? Matthew? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, probably the easiest way would be to call the phone number. So it's Pride Recovery LA and the phone number is 844-303-5551. We also have a website. It's Pride Recovery WeHo. So mm-hmm. Pride Recovery W-E-H-O dot com. And if you Google us, the uh, Google page will show up on the right side of the page. Perfect. And we will also put all of that on our socials. So if you're if you're listening and you want to take a minute and go get it, they will be on our website and also on all our social media as well. Um, the work you all do, you probably don't get the amount of... Uh, of celebration as you deserve, especially in our community when, uh, like you said earlier, it's an epidemic, you know, the size if not more of what we went through in the 80s with the AIDS crisis. It's something we cannot ignore. And we, you know, as Sergey and I meet many people in the entertainment industry and uh, make some many wonderful friends. It's unfortunate, you know, we mentioned earlier we came from Spokane. Well, LA, of course, is 20 times larger the problem we had there, <laughs> we had the same problem there. It's amazing how magnified it becomes just by being in this city. So that's important. So we can't thank you enough thank for taking you. time with us. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and I mean, if you guys have any other additional comments or any any things that you would like to tell listeners or people or the general public, go ahead. I mean, this is this is your opportunity to to give that one last, you know, come come and come find us, come support us. Well, I mean, it really is to to the benefit of people who walk through the door right. to to come find us. But we we do uh, we do create family um, for our clients, and uh, so many people come in and they say, "I have never been heard. I've never been seen." People come in and they start their transition because right. suddenly there's a conversation that they're able to have, and um, sometimes because the conversation about who who I am fundamentally because that's available suddenly the grip of the addiction it's just not so tight Absolutely. and that's that's just a beautiful beautiful thing to be a part of and to see mm-hmm. um in closing words i'm just if anybody's listening you are not alone or whoever's listening if you are not alone uh, you are not alone you are loved you are beautiful just the way you are and if um, if you need help, reach out to us or to somebody, any mental health professional in the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, 
And what Thank amazing you. words to to close out with. I think that those words there those words heal more than just, you know, uh, addiction or shame. Those words really heal all of us as you are not alone, you are loved. Um so thank you both Donna Matthew for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. This is it's wonderful. Great. And remember, tune in every Friday uh, at the Martini Lounge. Go to www.jonathanandsergey.com where we always bring you fun interviews, uh, informative interviews. See, proof we have a heart. So you're <laughs> welcome. So for all of those doubters out there. Uh, but we love to bring you these interviews, and we're going to continue to do it uh, as we move forward. So until next time. Bye, bitch. Bye. Listen, you can check out our website if you want. If you don't, we don't give a fuck. Just just do it. JonathanSergey.com Yeah, like whatever. I mean, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or something is out there too. Jonathan Sergey.